Here we go. Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Good way to start. Just burping Happy. up some yingling that the prez of the fan club brought me. What? What? What, what a remarkable woman. She aight, you know. She is cool as a fan. She also brought me a few uh, different founders. A woman after my own heart. Yeah, so. What founders? Um, I had All Day IPA, which is a good go-to. Perfect. But then I had never had the Centennial one. Oh, and how it did was you like it? delightful. I gave yeah. it a... I think I gave it a four and a half stars on Untapped. Interesting. Yeah. That's um. It didn't take me fully there, but it pretty much did. You know. Th- that's a pretty high rating for a Centennial IPA. I want to say. Um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed it. It's interesting because I'm on Untapped damn near every day, and I cannot say that I've seen one post from you at all whatsoever because you don't follow me how do how am i not following you i don't know that's some whole ass shit man i just posted last night so if you ain't seen it that means you don't follow me i see your shit last thing i saw from you you're a baffins mm. oh here it is sean david harrisburg illinois i think it's uh sean David Dranks or something? Like with an A? No. Nope. my name. It's just Sean David. Oh. Well, that's boring. <laughs> Happy it can recording. be. There's so many other Sean Davids in there. Happy recording day. Happy recording. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Nope, that's the only one I got. Sean David, the last one I got from you was uh, a Golden Pilsner from Yangling. That was last night. You gave Smooth, it a four. bro. Great, great summer beer. That's what you said. Solid choice for a summer night. Smooth and refreshing. Yeah, I put them O's, didn't I? Uh, Did I? I didn't? N- no. I just put the O's in there. Yeah, so... My, Listen, my username is Sean's Drinking. Okay. Okay, I'm the voiceover artist. I put the O's in there. Well, you did. You did it right because it kind of made PP a little excited. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, you toasted. Look at you. Yeah, I toasted it. Better late than never, right? Better late than never. Here it is. Turn on notifications. <clears throat> Boom. Oh, I have my notifications turned off. I just... Oh, maybe I don't. I don't know. So many notifications, you know? 
Let's talk about first world problems for a second. Sure. We got all these phones and everything, you know, and it's all connected and all right there. And there's so Mm -hmm. much in your phone. Like, Mm -hmm. seriously, if I lose my phone, it's probably worse for me than if I lost my wallet. I can see that. I get that completely. I agree. So you got all these like Snapchat, Twitter, email, text, call, all these other apps that like want to, you know, use your location. Like it can't be hard to find people these days if they got an iPhone or Uh, no, it's not an Android phone for that matter. You know, no, it's, it's really not hard at all. Actually on this app, the untapped app is what we're talking about. Uh, when I'm sitting at Bath and Brewing and I'm drinking, sometimes I I will go on there and I will you can search. Um, so there's three categories: you got friends, you got groups, and then you got this one that's called nearby. So you can check and see who's checking in anything that's um, nearby you, and they don't have to be your friends at all. You know, you can just check and see what people are drinking. And um, God, I wish they were like a sponsor and they just paid us for that bit. I know it would be nice, but they're not. We need to get our uh, followers up. Maybe uh, the listeners that we have that are faithful to us can help us out with that. If you share what, you know, what you like with your friends, uh, if you like and share it, maybe we can help. uh, You can help us increase our followers that is a shameless plug right there yeah it is yeah you know i gotta say in the spirit of all that our website has been getting some action these days man nice yeah we got some new followers of our air quotes blog and uh that's pretty cool man people liking our stuff so I think it's also cool that, so if you've never been to our website, which is unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com, um, <clears throat> you're probably thinking, like, what do you need a website for? You just talk. Well, we put <laughs> description notes in there. We can link other stuff. And then we also, you can go to the website and listen um, to any episode you want, right? And we have a little bit of about us and sometimes actually, I don't know. I can't say that we want to post more articles that are just text only. Um, but anyway, it's kind of cool that like, you know, people have been responding to it that way because we are a podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of cool. I think. No, it's very cool. It's for me. Oh, for both of us, we listen to and support podcasts that we enjoy, right? And so, hell, we've had 2,500 downloads and listens over the past year. 27. 27? Over 27, yep. Over 2,700 downloads in the first year. Now, I know that there, there's people out there that get that much, you know, in a week. Oh, more than that. Yeah. You know, fucking day. (laughs) Yeah, sure. And you know, I, I personally would absolutely love to get to that point. Um, 
and I know that we can be a bit controversial, especially given the, uh, <laughs> why are you pulling the screen down? I'm not trying to look down there. <clears throat> trying to film a vape. Oh, done. <clears throat> I'm I know vaping that we, these days, so. You're vaping. So millennial of you. I'm so hip. That's it. I know we can be controversial with some of the things that we discuss and the amount of swearing that Sean does can be a little bit over the top. Fuck you, man. (laughs) (laughs) But our target audience is not our grandparents, right? Or my parents. Or even our parents, yeah. It's not the target audience. But uh, people that look like us and sound like us and talk like us and live like us. You know, that's our audience. So, I mean, if if we were to uh, pick a guy, if you will, for who we're looking for to listen to this podcast, it would be us. Mm. I would listen to our podcast. Tall, dark, and handsome. Dude, bald head, deep voice, nice little sexy little thing going on right there. A little bit of ASMR. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah, that ASMR shit, I don't know. I haven't really heard it. I've only heard people talk about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, uh, apparently... Yeah, sure, you betcha. So, I got some I got some peeps I know mm-hmm. that would love to probably even pay to hear you do some of that shit. To hear me do ASMR. Oh, yes. And there's no way that they're alone. Because I'll admit, I mean, I love you like a brother. And I'm Mm -hmm. not gay. Which, Mm -hmm. whatever, doesn't matter. But, like, you do have a sexy voice, man. Like, you have a great announcer, radio, professional, deep, like, smooth jazz. You know, just like, ooh, you kind of get a little tingly, even though you're not gay. You're just like, yeah, (laughs) say that again. (laughs) Like, you have that, just naturally, you know what I mean? Why, thank you very much, sir. I really appreciate the compliment. That's what I sound like. No, but I'm saying, like, there's a lot of people out there who would love to hear you whisper fucking books to them, or, I don't know, maybe this podcast. Here's something we could do. For the next two minutes, we could whisper what we're going to say. Oh. So so my problem with it is that... No, not going to bite on that? No, I, <laughs> I think that uh, number one, the, the people that do ASMR that I've seen on YouTube, they um, they're whispering and their microphone that they use, uh, you know, full disclosure is mostly women that's doing it, not men. OK, and I, I got to say, there's a sexy vibe to it. You know, to a lot of it. And I, I kind of get it a little bit, but kind of don't. I don't really, really see the attraction. But apparently it's helping out a lot of people who, you know, basically go to sleep to it. And I just don't, I don't know, I'm struggling with the value of, or what kind of value I could bring to something like that. Because I don't whisper. But you can. 
but I, I, I guess the argument is when I <laughs> can you hear that? Of course I hear that. So sexy. That that's the kind of shit that they like. Welcome to the Unchurched Podcast. They they like to crimple up crinkle up paper and stuff like that and well my point in doing that is I don't get it. <laughs> but again, I've never like really heard it, so maybe there's something I'm missing that I, I need to tap into. I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying you should try it, you know? I Especially you yourself just said most women are doing it. So there could be like this whole thing that, you know, you could pioneer the men, what's it called? ASMR? Yeah. Shit, you can blow up. You can be like, yo, Tata Motors, it's been real. <laughs> I'm out. I'm going to go whisper for a living. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so uh, for those who don't know what ASMR is, we're talking about it. It's uh, So the dictionary defines it as a feeling of well-being combined with a tingling sensation in the scalp and down the back of the neck. Dude, if this isn't sensual, I don't know what it is. As experienced by some people in response to a specific gentle stimulus, often a particular sound, ASMR is triggered by things like whispering voices, paper tearing, and scalp massages. Now, I'm all down for the scalp massage. I bought years ago, probably 10 years ago, this thing that you put on your head and it's like, uh, I'm sure I got it around my office somewhere. It's like this. That's it. Exactly. (laughs) So it's, I got one for Christmas one year. I've never used it. It's the plastic thing that you put on your head and it's got like a mil. It's like got like two dozen fingers on it and you massage your head with it. That Ooh, is, I do have a tingling sensation right now. That's weird. There is a huge tingling sensation that just kind of like goes down your back and hits <clears> your <throat> genitals just right. So, the, um, so people are saying this is what whispering does for them. For some people, whispering does that for them, and for some people, the tearing of paper, the sound of tearing paper, does that for them. Huh. So ASMR stands for autonomous sensory. Meridian response. Say that 12 times fast. Hmm. I swear to God, I have one of those somewhere around this office and I can't find it. I'm looking around and I don't see it. It it might be behind my base amp or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, but either way, um, when you look it up, when you look up ASMR, it's all women that are doing it. And you got a lot of people that are explaining what it is. Um, Bob Ross comes up as the number one artist. You know who that is? Rings a bell. The guy with the big, the white guy with the afro who's, uh, who's painting, right? He's been on so many spoofs and. Oh, hell yeah. Family guys. I used guys to watch him when I was a kid. Him. Exactly. I did. He was too. always so happy. Oh, extremely happy. But the thing about it was his voice. He was always so calm. And it was like, we're going to put this little tree over here. And 
yeah, little blob spot for the for the tree. And maybe we'll, you know, take a different color and we'll um I'm tingling right now. We'll just show a little <laughs> bird flying out of the tree. And maybe in the sky here we'll put a little sunlight. And let's add a little bit of rays that are going down. From Dude, the I think you could do this. <laughs> See, when you first told me about like, it's people that whisper, I thought you literally meant like, hey guys, today we're going to talk about spoons. Dude, I'm telling you, majority of the ASMR that's out there, that's exactly what it is. It's that. What that I did or what you soft, did? What you did. It's that oh. super soft whispering. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a try. I, what I told the wife is that I'll consider like taking like the first chapter of Proverbs or something like that, and then just reading that super softly and uh, trying to make that work. But your microphone has to be really high because you're going to be talking really low. Yeah. You know, and and I have a my Rode microphone that I have is. The best mic that I could find at the time for the depth of my voice. Because I used so many different... I need a tube mic. I can't use those microphones that don't have a you know, a tube down the middle. Because it makes my voice sound too hollow. Right. It's not real. The tube mic picks up the lower tones and is able to accentuate the voice. Which is why I use it. So... I don't know how that'll do for ASMR, but all right. If if Jenna is saying I should do it, you're saying I should try it, then I'll try it. Yeah, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Well, we'll see. So we talked about <laughs> we talked about me starting a YouTube channel where I um where I basically kind of do ASMR, but. I read the song lyrics of very dirty songs. <laughs> so it's like, it's getting hot in here. So go ahead and take off your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting so hot. I'm going to need you to take your clothes off. Dude, to me, it just, it's so against my, my, um, it's totally against my my character to do something like that, but I don't know. I always look for opportunities to kind of use my voice and to practice my craft. So I don't know, maybe. But would I do that as as a YouTube channel where I'm on camera? That's all they're doing. I mean, I think you could do both. Because <clears throat> once you record it for YouTube, you can take the audio and do a podcast out of it. Sure. But it's like legit like chicks with their tits out. Or just go straight to iTunes and sell that shit. Yeah. I, like I you could have a full album of, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or like sell like an audio book. Yeah, I don't know, I man. I, Again, I don't know enough about it. But it's, I mean, it sounds interesting. And it sounds like maybe there's some untapped potential there for you specifically. So, I mean, why not, man? People will pay for that shit. <clears throat> I guess. And like I said, I know two or three of them. So. <laughs> don't tell me their names. I don't want to know. 
But, uh, yeah. So, let's talk about the elephant in the room. You ready? Sure. Um, how the hell? I'm confused as to what the elephant is, though. <laughs> well, it's a big elephant. For the second week in a row, two episodes have posted on the uh, same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I swear to God, I really believe if if our account hasn't been hacked by the devil, um, we've got some gremlins or something in both of our computers. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know, man. So, so my post for the week that I did, episode fifty-seven, didn't post at first. No, didn't post at all. Didn't post at all, and I know. <clears throat> I did it. I was completely sober. I know I saved the date to post to be Sunday, June 23rd at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know I did that. And then you know that you posted or you set episode 58, the interview with Brooklyn, to post the following week on the 30th. The 30th, yep. And... It never, it posted on the 23rd for some reason. Yeah, I don't know, man. And then nine people had already listened to it by the time we caught it. So it was like. Uh, Yeah. Well, we're not going to take it away. That's dumb. So. Yeah. By now, I'm sure millions of people have heard it. So. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. We need to figure it out, though. Maybe we don't schedule them that far in advance anymore. And we just put it out on the day and that's that. But either yeah. way, now we're back to once again having nothing in the queue, which neither of us prefer. Because, you know, life happens, so it's good to be prepared and have one or two ready to go in case we miss a week or whatever. Yeah. But it's all good. Our fans have got four weeks in two days so or four episodes not four weeks yeah four episodes in two weeks which thankfully we we always try to have a backlog um but still it makes no sense in the world why four posts would four episodes would post in uh in two weeks so we're out of a backlog and we need to um we need to try and catch up so which I always appreciate an opportunity to drink with my friends and talk. So yes. Oh man, that Yingy's doing me real nice. So why haven't you posted that Yingling on um on tap? Um, because it's the traditional Yingling. So what? she she brought me a sampler uh, of Yingling, and then she got me a twelve pack of regular Yingling. Mm-hmm. And she brought me three different founders to try. Which, Such a good girl. Yeah, there's a raspberry one in there. I forget what it's called. Some weird name by founders. So um, I'll try that a little later. But Your fruit if you drink it? Is that what it's called? No. <laughs> it's more like foreign looking than that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, anyway, no. it's just, it's yingling. Like, literally, it's probably 
honestly, like just as a, a beer, Yingling would be my go-to all the time, but they're not everywhere, you know? Right. So like, I can't get Yingling here. So her bringing it was like, hells to the yeah. I, I think their brewery is in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, I think, they're, I think they're the oldest brewery in America, actually. They are, for sure. I know that. So I, I think I know they've branched out uh, to certain certain states, but yep, we're not we're not there. Which, it's uh, it's like the number so. it's one of the number one beers in in Ohio for sure. Uh, so every time I go to Ohio, I definitely get some uh, Yingling. Have um, you had the uh, black and tan or dark and tan? Or yes, yes, I have. I loved it. I had that last night as well, and then she Love brought it. me a like a summer wheat one. Hmm. Typically, I'm not a huge wheat fan, but it's Yingling, so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like it. That's how I feel about Founders and about Bell's as well. Yeah. The number one beer in America right now, Too Hearted. I had a really? couple of those. Oh yeah, I had a couple of those. Uh, Did not know that. As of this recording, I had a couple of those yesterday. Wait, Bell's um, is or Two Hearted specifically is the number one beer in America. Two Hearted specifically for the third year in the row, Bell's Two Hearted is the number one beer in America. No shit, represent. Yes, Two Hearted's Out good, of, uh, man. I'll tell you that. Comst- Comstock, Michigan. So uh, it, it is really, really, really a good beer. Um, I don't know that I would have made it number one, but it's definitely a good beer. Yeah, it's, it's kind of culture. interesting that it's number one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, actually, on that list, dude, I just looked it up the other day. Um, I just looked it up. Um, let's see. Too hard it. Too heated. Too hard it L. For the third. Too hard it L American style IPA. Bell's Brewing. Was voted number one in America, best beer in America again for three years in a row. And I want to say that on this list, so this is the, the uh, I'm reading the Detroit uh, Free Press since Bell's is a Michigan beer, and so is Founders, by the way. Um, but I think the top or six out of the top ten were Founders and Bells. So nice. here it is. Number number one, Bells Brewery in Comstock, Michigan. Uh, this is America's Home Brewers Association Top Breweries of 2019. And then the second one is Founders. So, What's third? Third is a, a company I've never heard of, Russian River Brewing Company. Santa Rosa and Windsor, California. And then Sierra Nevada got number four, Dogfish five, Treehouse Brewing number six. And so out of the top six, I've had all of them. I've had every single beer from all those breweries and I freaking love them. So, yeah, buddy. I thought number you just ten. said you didn't have the one from uh, California. <clears throat> oh, except for the one from California. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. But the others. 
Sierra oh, Nevada, Dogfish, Treehouse. I love all those. Um, so, yeah. And then number seven is The Alchemist. I've never heard of that either. Number eight is Deschutes Brewery. Have you heard of them? I have. I love Deschutes. Um, I want to say we have Deschutes here. Deschutes is from Bend, Oregon. Um, and then you got number tied tied for number eight with Deschutes is Odell Brewing Company, which I've never heard of either. I've heard of Odell. And then tied for the ten spot is Firestone Walker Brewing Company, which is awesome. And Stone Brewing Company, which is awesome as well. Both of those are in California. So, yeah, buddy, it's the way to go. I'm just sad Yingling's not on there, but I, I mean, I get yeah. it. They're not all everywhere, so. No, they choose not to distribute everywhere, and that's their prerogative. Um, but they're still a very, very good uh, brewing company, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Can you hear this right here? No. Interesting. So that's me. That was the sound of me playing with my beard. I wonder if I can do that for ASMR. Oh, let me try. Can you hear this? Yes, I can. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> What'd you do today? Played with my beard, recorded it, made a few thou. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, Another idea that I had, I hadn't talked to the wife about it yet, but I was thinking about starting a new um Instagram account just for me and her the the and I was thinking about a name for it something like pure love or interracial love or something like that hmm. and something about you know just like showing the positive nature of interracial relationships because there's so much negativity out there on social media about uh interracial love I know I get a lot of stuff that I see on Facebook um you know, some of my black friends on Facebook, like, see, this is why black men should never marry a white woman. I don't know why I use a southern accent for that, but. Because usually the racist white men are white and yeah. from the south. Yeah, but it's a lot of the black women that hate the fact that yep. a, black, a good black man is with a, a good black wo- a good white woman. So, so I was thinking about you know matters. doing something positive like that. You know, like love is love. Doesn't matter what it you know what the color is, uh, but love is love. So I don't know. I was thinking about that too. What do you think? I mean, you're starting a lot of stuff. You might need to prioritize a little bit. <clears throat> I agree, one hundred percent. I I think lately I've just been like idea of the month club. Trying to trying to do something different, but I appreciate your entrepreneurial spirit. Well, it's very kind of you to say. 
Um, but yeah, you're right. I need to hone it in. So I'll hold it in. I'll hone it in and just do some ASMR first and see how that goes. Maybe. <laughs> Word. <laughs> you know, I guess, you know, my thing is. is Tomorrow's like, episodes, I will be rubbing my eyebrows. <laughs> my thing is like in the summertime, you know, when it's. You know, happy summer, by the way. It is official at the point, at this point. But um, I'm not going to the bar anymore because it's too nice outside, right? So, you know, I don't get out much. Uh, if if it's nice outside, I want to be barbecuing or mm-hmm. uh, I want to be building something. You know, I've got a bunch of wood projects that I've done over the past couple of years. Mm. And uh, I like to play with wood, by the way. Wood. Episode three. (laughs) Michael rubbing different woods. I like to play with wood. So um, next up, mahogany. Just add a little bit of cherry over here. Hmm. Is that some cedar I see? <laughs> Let me smell it. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I kind of want to do it with you now just because it's funny as shit. <laughs> I mean, it's so crazy that people can get paid to do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 People can get paid to do that shit. Um, yeah. So, so I'm always looking for something to do during the summertime when I'm not, you know, having a cigar at a cigar bar. I'd rather just have one on my back patio while I'm barbecuing or while I'm building something in the garage. So I think that's where I'm just kind of like getting antsy because I have not picked a project for the summer yet. So it's my fault. And I'm, I'm about to be, by the time this episode airs I'll be on shutdown at work for the next two weeks I'll be home and I need something to keep myself busy or I'm gonna go absolutely nuts as much as I love my wife I cannot stare at her all day for two weeks I'll (laughs) lose my fucking mind so I have to do something mechanical I have to do something with my hands you know or with my voice or something so I'm thinking of all these ideas, something to start, and it's it's a big range of things, and I probably need to just sit down, put them all down on the list, and prioritize them based on how I feel. So, yeah, I might need your help. It's a bro. good plan. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, okay, we're 35 minutes in. What the hell are we talking about? Dude, we've talked about beer, whispering, and rubbing beards talked about <laughs> rep repping some of our fan love we've talked love about a lot love. you know what i mean we've talked about a lot we have a uh-huh. ghost publisher on our soundcloud page so that's fun everyone gets yeah. more content than what we planned yeah which is fine yeah 
I know, like, the podcasts I listen to, some of them kind of, like, they they kind of, like, their publishing days or how often would change. And, like, it'd be a lot for, like, a month or two or three months. And you're just like, sweet, I love it. I'm going to keep listening. <coughs> and then it's, like, summer or, like, some kind of break or whatever and it's like all right well from thanksgiving to the new year we're gonna take a little hiatus and then it's like wait wait, wait. no 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 what don't do <laughs> don't do that <laughs> so i always appreciate it when they're like just kidding here's a freebie and you're like "Ooh, sweet you know yeah i think the key is consistency right so when it comes down to having a podcast like I, I listen to, there's a couple podcasts out there that I've that I've listened to that they post every single day. Every day there's something different, and they only take a break on the weekends. So you got Monday through Friday, you get a post every single day, same time every day. Um, I'm happy that we do once a week on Sundays. I think eventually maybe we would go to Sunday Wednesday. Um. Or twice a week. So churchy. Just, it is churchy. That's why we're the unchurched. Um, um, you know, I'd like to do, you know, more eventually, but we got to get our numbers up. So we're getting there. Um, we are getting there. Eventually. Yeah. And I mean, you know. I, I kind of want to maintain, though, like, if this never goes past what it is right now, I still enjoy it, and, you know, I still want to do it. So in the future, if we've got, you know, one million followers, and we're like, <laughs> people are like, yo, we want to do a spot on your thing, and you're going to get this much money for it. Yeah. I guess that'd be cool. Because obviously, you know, like, could you imagine if our wives didn't have to work just because we get on a microphone four times a week and talk about our own thoughts and opinions and scripture and like how we interpret being a Christian in our society? Like, how cool would that be? That would be super cool. But there is also a little level of that where then now the hobby and the passion could potentially drain a little because now you have to produce and you have to keep numbers and maintain and you know what I mean? Like it, it, it becomes more of a, okay, this isn't just something we do <clears throat> on our own for free. Now we have people that are like, no, you need to keep those numbers up. Cause you know, it's making us money too. So then there's more pressure and it's like, I don't know, but first world problem once again, Yeah, I don't think that that would be too much of a concern. (laughs) Michael's like, it sounds great. Yes, I just, I don't see the problem. Personally, I do not see the problem, but I... uh, Like the pressure to put out content. Who cares? Our content is based on our friendship that's not ending, so... Yeah. Well, that's, I guess, that's another thing. I don't know if this podcast will go... I don't know where it'll go because it is just two guys hanging out. And like right now we're hitting almost 40 minutes and we've not talked about church once. We're getting there. 
which is our our shtick, I guess. If you, you know, <laughs> I give you a shtick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you whisper while you do it? <laughs> Ooh, here's a really weird thing. Go for it. So with the ASMR, mm-hmm. is like, is there like a, a a sect, if you will, or like a a realm of this whole thing where it's like just super raunchy and sexy? Like right now, I'm gonna take my penis out of my pants, <laughs> and then I'm gonna take my forefinger. Like, is there like a porn version to it? And it's just a question. I don't know. <laughs> That's the Google search that you need to do on your own computer. I ain't doing it on mine. I don't know if I want to be doing that, though. I'm not doing it on mine. I don't care. Well, you that need to do not... it for work purposes no. if you're starting a little ASMR business. <laughs> for, you know? for work purposes. That is not a genre that I choose to get into. So, no thank you. No thank you. Hands. No thank you. Gently caress the back of her neck. <laughs> They're steady. They're not shaking at all. <laughs> As my hand slips up her blouse. Dude, I'm married, dude. I can't do that shit. You can slip your hand up your married wife's blouse. She don't want anybody hearing about that. If she quit her job and you're sustaining it, she'd be like, all right, yeah. <laughs> what are we doing this week? Uh... I'm I just guess. kidding. She has morals. That was a joke. Yeah, she has very good morals. She's a very good woman. Very I'm just saying wife. if it's a sensual thing already and you're just like reading a book or like reading yeah. the news or whatever, if it stimulates senses, then naturally the next progression is sexual arousal, right? For who? Well, I'm not reading 50 Shades of Grey. I whoever's listening. I don't know. I'm not reading Fifty Shades of Grey. But you could, is my point. Got a whole other I'd, market right there. I'd have to get the rights to it. And I I don't have a lawyer. I don't need a lawyer. I it's just licensing, bro. You. I don't know, dude. Anyway, we're going to talk about confidence tonight. Yeah, let's, like, why are we not talking about that right now? Yeah, I, I think we're kind of getting into it anyway. We're going to talk about confidence and not valuing or overvaluing people's opinions of you. And I, I think it's a perfect segue in the fact that we do this podcast and I think that we, I don't know, I kind of appreciate the fact that we're able to be ourselves and a lot, a lot of people are not um, able to do so for fear of rejection or fear of being ostracized from their tribe. And it's a very, very sad existence to live in a way where your only, um, where your only sustenance is other people's approval. And that is something that I wanted to talk about that we talked about. We were going to talk about, we talked about talking about this, talking about it and not talking about it and talking. What about the it. fuck are you saying? I'm just saying that we talked about talking about it. <laughs> so let's talk about it. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Cool setup. When I was in ministry, I wasn't in ministry full time at all. I was part time because I worked for uh, Charity Motors. 
And Charity Motors has sustained um, our lifestyle, our lives, and it pays the bills. It's a good job, and we're able to do a lot of cool things with it. Hell, we're having a baby with it, right, with the money from Charity Motors. So, um, but while in ministry, you know, it, it really, really, really took me a long time to get to the point where, um, well, let me just back up and say a lot of what I did in ministry over a lot of time of reflection, I determined the fact that a lot of what I did, a lot of my, um, drive to keep going forward was the affirmation and the kudos, the praise that I was getting from people. And a lot of my confidence came from, uh, you know, people coming up afterwards, like, dude, that was a knockout word, you know, or I really got something out of that. You know, it was really cool. This story that you told or, you know, the, the, the ministry that you delivered, it was exactly what I needed for this week. I was going through this and you just hit, you hit it hard. And, but next time, can you whisper the message? (laughs) Keep going. There was a lot of confidence that I got from the approval of people is my point. Yeah, I get that. It's a very, very hard thing to unlearn, if you will, when it comes down to ministering to people. Like, I I get that, you know, some people will say, well, you know, there's no reason you really shouldn't be outside of the church because there's so many people that need to hear what you have to say. Like, that's been said to me over and over again. Or, you know, since since we've been away, it's like, you know, I really, really, really miss your teaching. I really, really miss, you know, you being in the pulpit. I really miss you, you know, helping us with this or teaching us about, you know, salvation and the fact that, you know, it's 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 our faith and not our, and not our actions that that causes us to be accepted by God and, and on and on and on all the stuff that I used to teach, I get reminded, you know, on Facebook or messages or something like that. People saying, you know, I, I really appreciate, you know, what you did because it helped me launch my ministry and it, it totally changed my focus and blah, blah, blah. I got so much out of that, that once I left the church, uh, my, like I talked about before, a part of my identity was like, you know what, dude, you're no longer this person. But it took a while of self-reflection and a lot of inner healing on my own, just thinking about stuff, trying to get God's perspective for me to, to come back to the place where it was like, you know what, my confidence doesn't have to be in whether or not I'm accepted by people, but in the fact that I'm accepted by God. And so that people's opinions, whether they be good or bad, they matter the same. Nothing. The only opinion of me that really matters is the opinion of my Savior, the opinion of my Father. And I, and I kind of wanted to just kind of do a deep dive with you about that conversation. Yeah, I mean, first off, we all want confirmation and... You know, we all want to know 
I think that you know people agree and they like it, and we like we need that affirmation. I mean, you know. And I mean, I I know even outside of like churchy religion stuff, like I make videos. And I cannot fucking wait to hear back from the client because I'm first off, I'm not going to send them something that I don't like or love. That's just a rule of mine. Why would I do that? Sure. So I know I like it. And, you know, sometimes I'll show Brooke or like a friend just to be like, hey, what do you think about this? Because, you know, I like it, but I don't just want to be so narrow minded that I think everyone should like it kind of thing. Blah, blah, blah. <coughs> And, like, I need that. I need people to be like, yeah, that's good. Like, that's really good. Like, kick ass, dude. You did it, you know? And then it's like, yes, I feel I feel good about life. Same thing comes in ministry because it's the same shit, you know? And the dangerous part, I feel like, uh, for that, especially in ministry and just in general, but since we're, you know, the unchurched, let's talk about the ministry side, is that when that becomes the thing, you know, that becomes where you find your affirmation and your identity and your, you know, what you need to continue to go on. And then you, you're always looking for that instead of, well, maybe God laid this message on you that you don't want to preach, that no one's going to say, hey, that was a great message, man. I needed to hear that. And, yeah, like, honestly, for an example, like, um, oh, my God, David Wilkerson, right? He was a pastor who... It's your boy. Yeah, I, I really look up to that man because he allowed God to use him when he did not want to be used <laughs> like God was using him and he preached sermons and he even said like, I know none of you want to hear this right now, but God's put it so deep in me that it's like a fire. Like I have to just, it, it, it needs to come out of me, you know? And it's stuff that you don't want to hear because it convicts and it damns and it brings awareness to like, you need to get shook, bitch. Cause this is real. This yeah. is salvation. This isn't about color television and carpets and planes and like where you're going to go shop and eat at for the weekend. Like people are dying and going to hell and this message is in me and I have to preach it anyway. I just, I really looked up to him because you could tell like these weren't things that are popular to say. So it's not like he's going to get a pat on the back when he's done preaching that day, <clears throat> you know, people are either going to leave the church or they're going to be like, well, you didn't hold back on that one. Did you pastor? You know, like <laughs> that's not affirmation. <laughs> no, it's not. <clears throat> and why I really hang on. <clears throat> Sorry. Why I really admired watching David Wilkerson preach and teach the way he did is because you could tell he had this from what i saw i never knew the man personally but from what i saw he had this genuine like relationship and just yearning to do whatever it was god told him to do or say 
above reproach, above confirmation, affirmation, pats on the back, feel goods from like, oh, people like what I'm saying. So we go to today, and there's a lot of pastors and preachers and teachers out there that, you know, who am I to judge? But it just seems like they're they're giving feel-good messages, or they're not even feel-good messages. Maybe they're just skirting around issues that they know are controversial or are going to get a little on edge because they want people to like them. They want their congregation to be involved. And money is a part of that, but it's probably not the biggest part. Maybe it is, but like just in general, like these mega pastors out there, I haven't really found one that I've seen who's up there really chastising or like giving this word to the people that like, I mean, people adore these, these men. And that to me is what's wrong you know like you're not supposed to adore the pastor you can admire the pastor you can you know look up to him but like i don't know man am i making sense no you do so when it comes down to slippery slope you know no it really is when it's your source of income to be uh liked and accepted if you will um it means a lot more and it's almost like there's a leverage above the air quotes ministry. You know what I mean? What do you mean a leverage? Well, the leverage would be, you know what? God did put this sermon on me and I know exactly what he wants me to tell these people. But if I go out there and tell that, I know the blah, blah, blahs are going to probably leave. And the blah, blah, yeah. blahs are going to get convicted because I know what I see their Instagram page and I see how they live their life and I'm calling them out. They're going to something bad's going to happen. And then yeah. it becomes about, well, exactly what you were just saying. Like, that's the leverage, you know, that's how I see it. Yeah. So, but I'm maybe I'm stupid. and I said the wrong you're word. You're not but. stupid. Come on, bro. The bottom line is, and I think we we agree. The bottom line is that when you when your when your income is tied to uh, being liked, it's very very difficult for you to um, to not perform. Sure. You know, um, <clears throat> and when people perform for their for their income, that's one thing. Um, your your confidence gets tied to it because you can see it in dollars and cents. You can weigh it. You can measure it based on how much you you're actually pulling in. And I think uh, with a lot of churches, there uh, a lot of pastors and a lot of people in ministry today, they will gauge their acceptance by how much money they get. Right. So so if I preach a really really good message. I know that the offerings at the end of the message are going to be really, really good. You know, if you, and and I was taught this, I was taught this in such a way that it's like, okay, you go to a church to do some ministry. You want to make sure that this is not your church that you're going to, right? You're, you're a guest speaker at this church. You need to make sure that you are ministering to their kids or if they don't have any kids, or that are there present, 
you're ministering to their staff or whoever, I'm sorry, whoever it is that is influential in their church, you want to make sure that you, you give them a good word. You give them some good ministry. And then afterwards, you give the pastors some good ministry. Whoever it is that is pastoring the church, the pastor, the first lady, or the co-pastor, whoever it is, you minister to them as well last and you give them a really good word and if you touch the key people and the main people afterwards there's a good chance that you're going to have a bigger offering for you as a guest speaker I am ashamed that that's part of what my teaching and ministry was like that's a big deal well you're a piece of shit so you know I am a piece of shit but their confidence (laughs) You know, it's it's yeah. it basically teaches you that you that your value is based on what you do instead of your value being based on who you are. And I think that that's something that is not it's not challenged in the church. Like that's that's a principle that every minister knows. You touch the key people you're going to get a good offering at the end. You minister sure. the right way to the right people. You have the, the best air quotes effectiveness in your ministry for that day. You're going to have the bigger offering and be able to do, you know, this is excluding the people that only show up for a certain fee. Now, I know that there's ministers out there. They only go for a certain fee. But for those who I would say is the the better way to do it, to go without a fee and just, you know, whatever you get for from your ministry, you just get. I think that's a better way of doing it, from my opinion, my, my humble opinion. Um, yeah, but then you might have to trust God to show up. Heaven forbid. You actually have to trust God. Absolutely. You have to trust God to... Uh, give you what you need in order to minister to the people um, and, and then that he will take care of the rest. He'll take care of your bills. He'll take care of what it, whatever financial issue that you have going on. He'll take care of it if you take care of him. All that being said, it un- unfortunately, that kind of way of seeing things will spill out into your everyday life. To where it becomes that your confidence with your spouse will be based on your performance and based on whether or not you perform the right way instead of being based on your relationship. It, it, it just fills out into everything. It, it fills out, it, it, it spills out into your kids. Well, I need to make sure that I give my kids this, this, and that so that they'll love me. And your confidence goes into your performance rather than into your relationship. I'm just of the opinion that everything that we have in Christianity, fuck church, everything that we have in Christianity is a result of our relationship with God. It's not based on our performance. It's not based upon how good we are versus how bad we are but it's based on whether or not we're connected to him. 
for years I've said, you know, there's a scripture in Psalms that says that our father, uh, that God has, you know, cattle upon a thousand hills. Because back in the day when when this was written, uh, wealth was based upon, at least for the for the Jews, wealth was based upon, you know, the kind of animals that you had and the amount of animals that you had. Yeah. You know, were you able to plow? If you were able to plow with enough animals, you're able to produce more fruit. Okay, more vegetables, more crops. And so if you had sheep, you had food, you had clothing, you had a whole lot of stuff. You had barter, you know, you were able to trade, do a whole bunch of stuff if you had enough cattle. And so the thought was, is that, listen, your God has cattle upon a thousand hills. He's got more than enough to take care of you. But in order for you to be taken care of, you just have to be connected to God. And I think that it's something that has been lost, you know, where people focus so much on the building that they're in and the people that are in the building and doing for them so that they would in turn repay them financially. It spills out into so many different areas of life to where their confidence is based upon whether or not they're effective with the people. But for me, it's been a long journey, but I'm starting to get to the point where I really don't care if you like me or not. I really don't care if you approve of me or not, or whether or not you care about the way that I talk or the way that I live, whether you're concerned for, like we talked about, Last week, whether you're confirm, you're you're, you're um, concerned about my salvation or concerned about my my uh, you know whether or not I'm going to go to heaven or hell, none of that stuff phases me anymore. It's either we're in relationship or we're not. That's what it's about for me at this point. Like I'm going to be secure as an individual. I'm going to be secure as a Christian, as a child of God. As a husband, as a father, as a friend, as a man, I'm going to be secure in all of those things as to who I am, regardless if you approve or not of my behavior. Yep. It's a tough place to be in. It's a hard place to get to. But for those who are unchurched, who who have left the church, are no longer part of the four walls of Christianity, um... I think it's an important place for us to get to where we're like, you know what? Well, fuck it. I'm secure in my faith because Jesus died on the cross, fulfilled every law there was possible, all 613 laws, who lived a perfect life. It's because of his behavior and his being accepted by God that I'm in a good place. Sila. Amen, man. Sila. <laughs> No, I agree. <clears throat> and I, it's kind of weird because, you know, you're saying <clears throat> these days you feel this way. And honestly, man, like, I've always kind of been mostly confident, like, in my adult age of who I am. So I can be, like, I can come across really harsh and blunt but 
Your I, last name is Lunt. Well, I mean, even as a kid, I was kind of just blunt, which kids usually are. But I don't know. It's just in my personality that that's how I deliver stuff because it's like, you know, I, I don't like drama. I really don't. Like, I believe a lot of things are a little more black and white than the gray part. And a lot of people want to put some gray into things that are like, no, bitch, it's this way or it's that way. There's no fucking in between. Make your decision. Like, let's not pussyfoot around it. Grow the fuck up. Make your decision. Then we can all go on our lives, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I've definitely more so in the last few years come to be where you're at as well with like i just don't fucking care you either want to be in my life and be a part of my life and not you know be all about yourself and try to people please and blah 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 or you don't and if you don't peace out bro i don't care if you're my mom or my relatives or my friends i don't care you want to be in my life? Great. Add to it. Be a part of it. You don't want to do that? Get the fuck on, bro. See you later. And yeah. <clears throat> I'm saying that to say, like, people pleasing is a is a big thing, and we all do it to certain degrees, right? I mean, even I still do it. But I don't do it nearly as much as most, I feel like. And... It's just so weird to me that we can't just be upfront about stuff, you know? And, and the whole thing with the leverage I mentioned earlier is kind of the people-pleasing thing. Like, that's when the leverage is coming into play because, you know, let's say you're me, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I'm going to do this sermon tomorrow. No one wants to hear it. But I'm doing it because I'm not there to get your paycheck. I'm not there to, like, I don't answer to you. I know I'm so confident in who I am and whose I am to be churchy. Like, I was churchy. bought at a price. Christ sacrificed his life, died, rose again, fought death, hell, in the grave, and now I belong to him. I answer to him. He's my Savior. He's my God. No one else is. So if he tells right. me to go do this thing, I'm going to go do that thing. And if you don't like it, sorry. I mean, yeah. that sucks for you, but like, I don't worship you. I don't serve you. I don't do things for your benefit <clears throat> because when we start doing that, it never stops because everyone always wants their own agenda. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. That's when people-pleasing has leverage over your actions and your words and your life, and it can rule you. Not even just monetarily, but, like, you're always trying to please everyone, and it's a, that's a hard place to live because you're never going to, one, because we're all different and we're all selfish and we're all shitbags. And, yes, we're saved by grace through faith, but we're not complete yet. So, you know, even though I'm confident in who I am, I still want people to be happy with things I do and to like me and to fit in. Sure. But I'm getting to a place where I am just like, I don't give a fuck if I fit in. I don't give a fuck if I ever see you in my life again. I don't want to see you or hear you again. It doesn't matter. Like I'm going to do me. 
Because I know who I am and I know what I want. And that's that's just how I feel, man. I'm I'm right there yeah. with you, you know. Yeah. I just think it is it's very important not to overvalue people's opinions. And and when you do that, it's a prison you get yourself almost. in Yeah, I mean you you get into a lot of trouble overvaluing people's opinions of you because you start people pleasing and such an it, it to me it's such an unhealthy thing to be performance oriented and this society really makes it a, a mainstream consciousness if you will with all of the social media with like facebook and twitter and you know instagram it's all about how many likes you can get it's all about how many followers you can get and on and on and on. And I get that it has a monetary value set to it nowadays, right? Like, so the, the more likes and followers you have, the, the more money you can make when it comes down to social media. I get that 100%. If that's your job, more power to you. It's not my job. It's not your job. You know, we're doing this podcast. Eventually, maybe it'll make us some money. Maybe it won't. Fine. Whatever. I don't talk to you because it'll make me money, right? We're just friends yep. doing this podcast, having a good time. And if it doesn't go anywhere other than where it is, then fine. It's all good. I'll still do this. I, I'd still record our conversations because I think it's fun. I still hope you'd want to hang out and talk about shit. Yeah, absolutely. Even if we drop this podcast, I'll still do a Google Hangout with you and hang out and have fun. That doesn't matter. But the the... The problem is, is the performance orientation and when you ascribe your own personal value to the likes and the, the, the hearts and all of this shit that you get from, from social media, dude, I could give a rat's ass about how many people like me. I'm married. My wife loves me. My kids love me. I'm good. I'm good with that right there. The bonus is that I have got good friends like you and, and Brooklyn and countless others that, well, they're not counsel, countless <laughs> others. <laughs> I have so many friends that love me. I don't even need new ones. All the confirmation no, you know, and affirmation I need. You know, uh, years ago, I heard my dad say this famous phrase. Everybody has said it. But my dad said that if you get old enough and you can count your good friends on one hand, then you're blessed. My dad told me that when I was a kid. His friends have echoed the same thing. And I believe it to be true. You get older, you can count your hands on one you can count your friends on one hand, then you're a blessed man. You really are. Um let's pause here. I gotta pee like a fucking racehorse. Ooh, Sean has to pee. I'm not let's even waiting. Go. I'm stopping. Three, two, one. Hey, Unchurched Podcast listeners, this is Michael on behalf of Sean and Pura Vita Bracelets. Hey, you've heard us talk about this company many times on the podcast. Not only do they make pretty cool bracelets, but they do a lot of good in the island communities. They started off in Costa Rica, they're in India, they're all over the world, actually. And they're helping out a bunch of artisans that are these creators that are making these bracelets and really impacting uh, their community. Not only that, they give back to so many different charities. In fact, to date, 
they've donated over $1.75 million to a bunch of different charities all over the world. Hey, if you want to look good with some flashy bracelets and do some good at the same time, check out PuraVitaBracelets.com. That's P-U-R-A-V-I-D-A Bracelets.com. And check it out. When you use Sean's promo code, SeanLunt20, that's S-E-A-N-L-U-N-T-2-0, you'll get 20% off every purchase. So check it out, PuraVitaBracelets.com. You can look good. You can do some good. And hey, check it out. Sean Lunt 20 get 20% off of your order. Hey, let's get back to the show. We believe that your confidence as an individual, confidence in yourself, confidence in the God that you serve, whether you're in a church or outside of a church, the great reward, part of the great reward, is the benefit of healthy relationships with people. So I don't necessarily, I don't ever fear issues with my wife or with people that I'm in a healthy relationship with. I don't fear being rejected. I don't fear being abandoned. I don't fear being unloved or unliked or... Uh, you know, like the relationship is going to end because of some detrimental thing. I'm confident in that I know the God that lives inside of me, and I know that I have the ability to tap into the reservoir of love that he has for me, and I can give that out to other people. I'm confident in who I am as an individual, that I'm loved, that I'm cared for, that the relationships that I have are not flighty and are going to end at the drop of a hat, but that I'm secure. I'm secure in my faith. I'm secure in my my relationship with God, knowing that he's not going to leave me or forsake me. He's not going to cancel me out because I said the word fuck. He's not going to abandon me because I smoked a cigar or that I had a glass of my favorite whiskey. God isn't going to disown me because we're in relationship and I have faith in his son. And so that confidence that I have is beginning to, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect, it's beginning to filter out into everyday life. And it's something that I feel that I have the opportunity to challenge with the people that I'm in relationship with. Like, if you said to me, dude, I just really feel like I... Like, I just need to do a week worth of repentance. I'd say, what fucking for? Is what I'd say to you. Like, what? Did you just kill somebody? Like, what's the big deal? Why all of a sudden you feel like you need to do a week worth of, uh, a week's worth of repentance? What did you do? Did you kill your wife? Where's Brooklyn? You know, I'd have a whole lot of questions. Because I expect you as my friend to be just as confident in your relationship with God as I am in mine. And if you're not, then let's talk about it and let me help you get to that point where you're confident in your relationship with God to where you're not worried about every little piddly thing that you've done wrong because I, because I love you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I really, really, really do believe that the health of a person's relationship 
is dependent upon their ability to be confident. You have to be confident. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert. You should still be confident. Be confident in your ability. Be confident in your in your value. And be confident in your ability to, um, to contribute to life. To life of the relationships that you have and the community that you have. Like, don't allow some church's teaching to affect you in such a way in such a, a negative way to where you're down on yourself. Don't allow some altar call where the pastor gets up and says, Hey, you're a piece of ch- uh, piece of shit and you need to do this and you need to do that. You're not praying enough. You're not fasting enough. You're not reading enough. Fuck all of that. Just be where you are be who you are and tap into the grace of God. That's afforded to every single one of us. Titus two eleven and 12. The grace of God has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live righteously, soberly, and godly in this present world. Man, you hold on to that. You hold on to the fact that John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him shall have eternal life. You won't perish. You'll have eternal life. For one reason and one reason alone. Because you believed in the Son of God. Dude, you got faith that has saved you. You hold on to that faith and you allow that to be a real faith that that you know you, you really believe in it, you really have it, you're really honestly converted from a from a life of sin to a life of salvation. Be confident in who you are. Be confident in who your God is. And fuck whatever church is telling you that, you know, your your skirt is too short or that you as a man shouldn't be, you know, uh, in a pool with a bunch of women in bikinis and stuff like that. Or you're sinning or you shouldn't have, you know, an enjoyable weekend that doesn't exist outside of the fucking church that you belong to. All of that shit needs to go to the wayside. And you need to just be confident in who you are and who your God is. That confidence will exude or, or will spill over to every area of your life. To where you're not worried about how bad of a father you've been. Be the best man that you can be today. You're not worried about failing as a mother. Be the best mom that you can be today. Love your kid to the best of your ability and give them the best of what you can. And the rest will fall by the wayside. Be confident in who you are. Fuck all the haters. <laughs> As the <laughs> cliche says. Fuck all the haters, man. Do what you got to do. And do what you know that you need to do. In order to be the best representative of Christ as you can be that day. And tomorrow, do better. And the next day, do a little bit better. And the next day, do even better than that. Your confidence will increase as you realize your security in Christ. It's not about what church you go to. It's not about what organization you belong to, what denomination that you go to, or how you felt the last time you were there versus this time. None of that shit matters. What matters is who you are and who God is. You accept that, you walk in that, you live in that. Dude, you should be a confident person and not overvalue the opinions of others. 
because it will send you down a spiral that you don't want to be in. It's an unhealthy place and it will take you a very, very, very long time to get out of it. That's what I wanted to say. It's true, man. Before you had to go pee. That is true. It's true as a mofo. It's also hard. It's very hard. But it's, you know what? I've learned that it's just like a muscle. Everything is just like a muscle. You train a muscle. You push it to its limits. You strip it. You you wear it out. You give yourself some rest. And then you go at it again. You start lifting again. And you keep doing that over and over again. Stress out the muscles. Do some rest. Recuperate. Rejuvenate. What's the word that you used on the last episode? <laughs> uh, I think I said rejuvenate. Yep. No, you didn't say rejuvenate. Because rejuve. Oh yeah, actually, I think you I did. did. You yeah, s- you said rejuvenate instead but of recharge. Yeah, instead of recharge. Whatever, man. I ain't a people pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad you're not a people pleaser. You know, the other thing is that there's nothing worse than a people pleaser, dude. It is, it's damn near insulting that you feel like you need to people please. Uh, for me, if you're in a relationship with me and you feel like you need to perform, then we don't have a healthy relationship. And we need to have a conversation. I need to let you know that, look, you don't have to perform in order to please me. I enjoy our relationship. I'm happy that we're in relationship. I'm happy that I know you. How about we just get to know each other a little bit better? That way you don't have to freaking perform. I got a buddy of mine who I, I smoke cigars with. And he, uh, he'll, smoke, he'll smoke my cigars. And then he'll pay for my whiskey. And then there's times where it's like he smoked my cigars. And then I'll pay for his whiskey. And at the end of the day, it's like, you know what? It's all going to come out in a wash. Because I'm not ending the relationship anytime. It just is what it is. It's like, okay, you pay, you pay sometimes, I pay sometimes. You give me this, I give you that. Dude, I'll be on his boat all summer long. I'm not going to give him a fucking dime for gas. And if I try to give him a dime for gas, he'll be insulted. Like, dude, keep your money. Why? Because true relationship is give and take. It's like, it all comes out in a wash. Nobody's holding anything against anybody. Like, I'm not going to hold over his head. Hey, you smoked all my cigars at the bar last week. (laughs) What you got this week? Yeah, what you got from me now? That's just not the way it is. I'm confident in my relationship with him to the point where it's like, okay, we hang out. If I if I say hey, put a put a uh, put a beer put that beer on uh, on my tap, he'll look at me like, okay. Then the next thing I'm having a whiskey, put that whiskey on my tap. At the end of the night, one of us is going to end up paying the whole fucking tab. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. And it'll just it all comes out in a wash. Maybe at the end of our lives. He's spent more money than I've spent. 
I drink a lot more whiskey than he does. He drinks a lot more beer than I do. It doesn't even out for the cost. But it doesn't matter. The fact is, is that we've had a good time in the relationship getting to know each other. And I believe that it's the same way with God. That, that the confidence in the relationship outweighs what everybody else says you should be. Like, I have no bearing on, I should have nothing to say about your marriage with Brooke. You know what I'm saying? I say, you know, dude, it's Tuesday. You need to buy her flowers. I would hope, I would pray that you would look at me and say, boom, you can take this finger right here. Well, my question would be, why? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's you. <clears throat> but 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 the point is is that why in the world would you ever accept someone else's opinion about what you should do in your relationship with someone else? Or even more personal, like just for yourself. Because you could get five random people and just take one thing. Let's say... Hey, man, I want to get a tattoo. What do you think, person one? Hell yeah, you should get that shit. Let's go right now, person two. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if if it's something you want to do. Person three, nope. Tattoos are bad. Yeah. Person four, tattoos are sinful. You should not do them. And God will not like it. Person five, what do you want to do? Like, you're going to have five different opinions from five different sure. people. So, like, sure. who who has the say over your life? Like, Nobody. who gets to decide? You know what I'm saying? Like, because honestly, part of some of the whole thing with the people pleasing, I think, is it's a lack of confidence for your own self. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah. And at some point, I think... At least for me, I I decided, like, I don't really care what you, if you think I should drink or smoke cigars or smoke CBD or say fuck or go to church or drive a Dodge versus a Toyota or Ford or, you know what I mean? Like, insert whatever thing you want to talk about. Like, who, like, why does it matter for myself what you think I should do like I'm going to do what I want to do because when I don't I'm robbing myself of my own choice and my own future and my own life honestly like I think you know because when you're a people pleaser it's draining because all the stuff we've already said it's hard to people please everyone but it's also shitty for yourself because, you know, it's like you don't have confidence or maybe you're not happy with who you are to a point where you're willing to just do what others want, even if it's not what you want or agree with. And that to me is dumb as hell. And it's something that mostly I do now, you know, certain situations can be different. Like, Hey man, I'm thinking about, I don't know, uh, like stupid, but Hey, I'm looking to get a new podcast, Mike. And I know, you know, some stuff about mics and like audio. 
what do you think is best? Like, that's completely different. I'm not going to be like, sure. Oh, I have to get the mic that Michael has because, you know, I want him to be like, I want him to be happy with it and like, look at me like, Oh yeah, that's cool. We got the same thing. And then I feel good about myself because of that. No, I want to feel good because I made the right choice for me and I bought right. the, the mic that I wanted. Is that petty and stupid? Yes. But apply that to big decisions or any decision. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It filters down. It filters down. Believe it or not, that, that feeling that you get from that approval from someone that you love or respect filters down to so many different areas of your life. I'm telling you, it filters down to your marriage. It filters down to your parenting. It filters down to the way that you behave at work. The way that we're learned, it's all learned behavior. It's, it's simply biological. This gave me a, this approval gave me a dopamine kick. I felt really good after this. Let me see what else I can do in order to get this same kick. And it's unhealthy. Completely unhealthy. Yep. So, I just think that, you know, I grew up in churches where it's like, if you don't do what the pastor does, then maybe you're just not as good. Because the fact is, is that the pastor is, is God's man and... Um, we have to make sure, you know, if, if, if the pastor, if God's man approves of us and doesn't have anything bad to say about us, then God approves of us and doesn't have anything bad to say about us. Which is but very the fact Catholic is, is that in nature, to be honest. It is. It's kind of sick. So the fact is, is that, you know, back to the point of you can't tell me how to love God. Or what I should do or should not do in my relationship with God. There's, you know, this guy wrote the book, The Five Love Languages, right? You got, you got, um, I'm going to fuck this up right now. Because, you know what? Well, I do know <laughs> one is touch. One is touch. One is like one is emotion Words of something. affirmation. Affirmations, one. One is gifts. Right? One is acts of service. And then the fifth one is, um, I think it's like conversation or something like that. It's something to the effect of, uh, oh no, it's quality time. That's the last one. So you got touch, you got acts of service, quality time, acts of service, and acts of service you said twice just look it up yeah (laughs) (laughs) whatever there's five love languages and the first three are acts of service (laughs) shut up (sighs) the five love languages what are the five love languages languages of love Do you know the five love languages? Here they go. Dude, my internet is going so slow right now. This is a shame. You've got words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, quality time, and physical touch. Those are the five love languages. We said them right the first time, and I couldn't repeat (laughs) it. Anyway. So, you know, if mine is gift giving, right, you, you can't 
tell me, well, I need to spend more time. Because the fact is, is that the way that I equate love is giving gifts. If mine is quality time, you can't tell me you don't love me because you don't give me gifts. Well, no, the way that I communicate love is quality time. You know, if it's physical touch, you can't tell me that it's uh, you don't love me because you don't give me words of affirmation. Because the fact is that the way that I communicate love, the way that I receive love, is physical touch, not words of affirmation. Like, I don't really care if you tell me that I'm awesome. You don't really, I, I honestly don't believe that you think I'm awesome unless you touch me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, be confident in who you are and be able to communicate who you are and how you receive love and how you give love. Because the fact is, is that your relationships will be healthier. It goes back to my point that healthy emotions, the health of your of your emotions depends on your confidence. I'm confident enough to tell you that I need physical touch. I need to be touched. I need to feel you. I need to feel you close to me because that's how I I feel love because love to me equals you touching me. You know, you giving me a gift doesn't mean shit to me. I'll, I'll go buy my own fucking gift. <laughs> you know, I, if I if I want a new microphone, I'll go buy a new microphone because I wanted it. If I if I want a new iPad, I'll go buy a fucking new iPad because I want it. If you bought me that iPad, that doesn't tell me that you love me. Because you haven't touched me in two weeks. You haven't touched me in a month. You haven't touched me in a year. Whatever the case may be, you know? You want to love me, you want to show me that you love me, then fucking touch me. I will in two weeks. <laughs> That's a drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> you want to show me that... ASMR. You want to show me that you love me, then touch me. <laughs> I love the way you touch that microphone. You like that? You use all really all spoke five to your fingers. love language, didn't it? It was it was all five fingers just stroking it just real nice. You're a dirty bird, you know that? So you know, if you're confident in who you are, confident in who your God is, you you don't have to worry about all the all the shit that people say. You know, you got to do this and you got to do that. You know, it just is what it is, man. It just is what it is. So, I think we made our point. Yep. <clears throat> but but more than us making our point, I think I got a chance to vent without venting. Yeah, which is good. So, I feel better. I feel better right now. It's like whatever, dude. I don't. I don't need all the shit. All the shit you think I need, I don't need it. I need what I need. So, you give it to me or you don't. And I'm not talking about my wife because she gives me everything that I need. I'm not hurting for nothing. Well, a quick follow-up point too is, we always like you can usually tell what people's love language is or how they carry themselves just based on how they react or what they do to you or others, you know? 
So, yeah. like, if you're always telling me how I should or what I shouldn't do or, you know, I did this wrong or, like, you know, oh, you should, you know, blah, 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 like, whatever the case is, then usually that's how they live their life is by someone's telling them or they grew up being told, like, this is how, this is what you should do. This is what, you know, I, I'm being super vague and I don't know if my point's even coming across, but I can, I can say, like, let me say it this way, like with the love languages thing, like, so you probably, before you really explored and understood that there's five love languages or whatever, so for you, when you receive love, it's by touch. So when you give love, it's probably by touch. Yes. You feel me? Yes. So like, if you're giving love via touch and someone's not receiving it, you're like, well, you should be receiving my love because I'm touching you, <laughs> you know? Sure. And they're like, I don't give a shit about you touching me. I want them yeah. gifts. That's how you adore me. That's how you show yeah. me you love me. You buy me things when I'm not even expecting it. Yeah. So my point is, like, usually what you are, you project on other people. And that's part of the whole people-pleasing thing to me is, like, you're never going to, you know, it's just, it's unattainable. And you're right. We've said well, it all, so. Well, no, so, so I mean, to your point, though, in, in, any, in any healthy relationship, you have this conversation. So if I'm giving you something that, you know, that I think that you should receive and you're rejecting it, then for me as a healthy Christian, a healthy individual, I'm going to say, and me and my wife have had this conversation, love languages change. So every now and then I do a sense check and I say, okay, here we go. This is what I need, and this is what I'm giving you, based on our last conversations about what you need. So, if your needs have changed, right now I'm having this conversation with you. I'd like to find out, have your love languages changed? Are you seeing things differently? My wife is pregnant right now, right? She ain't got no love language. No, I, it, it might. I'll say this. Kidding, Jenna, I love you. Of course. When a woman is pregnant, her her needs might change on a daily basis. You know? Or an hourly basis. Not, or, or an hourly basis, Sure. <laughs> The fact is, is that healthy people communicate. That's the point I'm getting to. So it's like, okay, if, if my love language is physical touch, I love being touched. Sure. Hug me. If I see you, hug me for 10 seconds. And 10 seconds is a long time for a hug. Yep. Hug me for 10 seconds. So hug me trust in that hug. Yeah, man. I mean, just like hug me for however long you want to hug. And I'll embrace you and I'll hold on to you for the entire time. Five minutes. It doesn't matter. Let's do it. You cry, though. No hug. You cry. No homo. 
No homo. No, no homo. homo. <laughs> <laughs> no homo. I get cousins that when I see them and we hug, we'll embrace for a good 10 seconds. And we'll be talking to each other. Dude, it's so good to see you. I'm so glad I see you right now. I'm so glad to be here. I love you so much. And you're like, shut blah, blah, the blah, fuck blah. up and hug me then. We'll have a I whole just conversation. Did. Do it again. Bro, I'm telling you, we'll have a whole conversation while we're hugging. And then we'll let each other go. I got some other cousins that we got a handshake. We'll do our handshake and then it's over. Yeah, that's me. You know, and, and that's fine. You know. But the fact is, is that that's not a that's not the case for everybody. For some other people. You got to show up to the house with something in your hands. And it's like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. While you're holding this thing in your hands, you have a short conversation and you give it to them. And they feel so loved. And then you get other people, you don't have to show up for shit. You don't have to show up with shit in your hands at all. No hugs, no nothing. You sit down, you light a blunt, and you just start talking. (laughs) Because the only thing that matters to them is that you're there, that you're present. You know what I'm saying? So everybody's different. And so you can't tell me what I need to do in my relationship with God. I don't don't have a less relationship with you because I read less scripture. You know, I got a buddy of mine who reads the New Testament once a month. Part of his devotion is to read nine chapters a day. And if you read nine chapters a day for 30 days, you'll finish the New Testament. We figured that out back when we were in our early 20s, and he still does it to this day. Okay? He cannot tell me the amount of time that he spends reading nine chapters. I might not spend praying. I might spend that time journaling. Or I might spend that time reading a random book. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, you cannot tell me what my devotion to God needs to look like. Because the fact is, is that, you know, at the end of the day, I love God and I love people. And how I live that out is my prerogative. Because there's only two that Jesus said are the two greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second commandment is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. How you live out those two commandments are your prerogative. Is that reading the Bible every single day? Is that praying every single day? Is that journaling every single day? Is that spending time at a shelter every single day? Is it, you know, whatever. Taking care of your neighbors having block parties, having book club, which means wine club, whatever that means. You need to live out Jesus every single day or every other day or every week or whatever the case may be. It doesn't matter. The fact is that God exists outside of time and it's just us judgmental, critical, bullshit people that live inside of time where we do all of the judgment. Word. So, but that's my opinion. 
my issue is just be confident in who you are, your relationship with God, and uh, don't over-evaluate or don't overvalue other people's opinions because your relationship with God is your relationship with God. Just like your relationship with your wife is one thing and my relationship with my wife is one thing, is another thing. I can't tell you how to love your wife and you damn sure can't tell me how to love mine. It's true. I mean, I could, but it wouldn't mean shit. Dude, you'd get the finger every fucking day you told me what to do with my wife. You can't tell me how to do how to love my wife. And I can't tell you how to love yours. It's just not possible. Everybody needs something different. And everybody's in a different place. And everybody has a different level of health emotionally. But if we can all be confident in who we are and communicate who we are to the people that we're in a relationship with, we can have healthier relationships and we can have a healthier stance on life and be able to be the Christ that we're able to be to the rest of the world. Selah. 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 There it is right there. My ASMR voice. Selah. I just have one question about the ASMR thing and then I'm going to shut up about it alright so let's say you do a podcast and you're Mm -hmm. able to do ad spots right would they be whispered or would they be like full volume because that would be a real buzzkill I would seem to think Mm. so then at that point the funny part to me is you're whispering ad spots this episode is brought to you by Charmin. Yeah, you know, I don't think that most people that do these ASMR videos on YouTube, I don't think they're actually reading the the spot. I think they just get interrupted in what they're doing and they they have inserted for them by YouTube their sponsor. Yeah, I get that. Me, I'm just saying if you're doing a podcast about it, I would almost seem to like, could you imagine just sitting there relaxing and your senses are getting, yeah, what do you call it? Aroused. And then it's like calming and nice or whatever. And then it's like Oreos, go get some at walmart.com order today. (laughs) You're like, fuck. Thankfully, thankfully with podcasts, they haven't found a way to insert, um, you know, commercial spots in the middle unless they do it themselves in post editing. But for me, I would think, you know, if it gets big, if I do it and it gets big, the uh, promotions will be in the beginning and at the end. So, but in the middle, it'll be like hot in so hot in here. So hot in hot. Oh, with a little bit of uh-huh and a little bit of uh-uh <laughs> just a little bit of 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 I was like good gracious ass is bodacious flirtatious trying to show panties 
and patience. I'm waiting for the right time to shoot my steez. You know? <laughs> Maybe I would pay for this. It's pretty funny. Those are the lyrics. It's like that jazz dude who did the remake of all the rap songs. Yeah, exactly. That's that right there. That's the that's the intro to "Hot in Here" by Nelly. I was like, "Good gracious, asses bodacious, flirtatious, trying to show patience. I'm waiting." For the right time to shoot my steez. Dude, that is so dirty. That is so fucked up. Why would anybody do that? <laughs> I'm leaving. Please believe in. Oh. Me. And the rest of my heathens. Check it. Got it locked at the top of the faux seasons. Penthouse. Rooftop. Birds I'm feeding. No deceiving. Nutting up my sleeve and no teasing. I need you to get up on the dance floor. Give up on the dance floor. Give that man what he's asking for. Cause I feel like busting loose and I feel like touching you. Uh-huh. And can't wait. There you go. I did it. That's my ASMR beginning. That's it. I'm huh? done. Yeah. That's so evil. Oh my God. That's so evil. It's getting hot in here. So hot. So take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot. I want to take my clothes off. It just it's makes me want to play the here. song. And be like, oh, I want to take my clothes off. So hot. So take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot. I want to take my clothes off. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let it all hang out. All right, I'm getting off. You can keep doing this all you want, but uh, no, I think I need to go repent for a week. It's so terrible. You probably should. You, <sighs> fuck, man. My wife wants me to do this. I mean, not necessarily, you know, reading shit like that, but um, I don't know. Maybe I get a new career lined up. Maybe I don't know. I just want to hear you do, Little Wayne. Dude, I love Lil Wayne. I really that do. That would be funny to me. All his music. Dude, he is such a lyricist. Especially, lyricist. what's that one song where he's like, Hello, lyricist motherfucker. Hey, hi. How you doing? It's Weezy F, baby. Come to take a shit in urine on the toilet bowl, bitches. Pussy ass. <laughs> and you're over here like, It's Weezy F, baby. Weezy S, baby. Come to take a shit and urine on the toilet bowl. Bitches. Yeah. Pussy ass. <laughs> like, how funny would that be? Yeah. Lil Wayne uproar. 
Y'all know his name. Ayo hey, Mac, let the beat drop. Yeah. Hey man, you're gonna have some free time. I say do it. I got two weeks. If Maybe nothing else, it could be of... a comedy bit and you could just do raunchy ass like rappers. Sure. People I'm sure, sure. people love it, man. You know what I mean? I'd probably listen to it just to get a laugh. <laughs> Pop that pussy. Oh, it's so All bad. the shit they talk about, you know what I mean? Dude, I'm telling you, some of these hip-hop lyrics are just terrible. They're so terrible. Um, But it's poetry, basically. There you go. Hot Mike City reads poetry, ASMR style. What the fuck, though? Where the love go? Five, four, God. three, two. Where the wands go? It's just stupid, but I don't know. I'll do it. I'll let the wife listen to it, and she'll tell me whether or not I should keep going with it or not. We'll see. I I wouldn't listen to it, personally. I, I mean, I would if it was, like, a funny thing. Like, I'm saying, if you did, like, a Little Wayne or, like, you know, some raunchy, like... Two chains. Just super dirty and you're just whispering it and talking it like that would be funny yeah I guess entertainment brah entertainment that's what it's all about alright cool episode done cause I don't want to keep reading lyrics yeah man good combo yeah for sure alright hey listen before we go if you liked what we've you know, had to say tonight, you enjoyed it. Go ahead and give us a like, give us a share, give us some affirmation. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> share with your friends and uh, help us increase our listening audience. All right. So, listen, it, church is not the, the building, it's the people. Fuck the church. We're the unchurched. Yeah. Peace. Hey everybody, it's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at Unchurched Pod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there.